this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves, he's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. And if you're interested in having more shows per week, Go to theconfessionalspodcast.com and hit the join button and become a member. We put out an extra show every Thursdays for members only. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and check it out. So we got a cool show coming up here for you guys this week. We have Amy coming on the show and she's a local woman to me. She's from the Ben Salem area. And I've talked about Ben Salem before on this show. And we'll be talking about it today where I saw a UFO in Ben Salem. And uh, actually, no, I didn't see the UFO in Ben Salem. I read about the UFO in Ben Salem. And I saw the UFO outside of Ben Salem. Anyways, we're bringing Amy on the show. And I'm really excited about having her talk about her experiences because it's going to be talking about different abduction scenarios she's been through and even things taking video of her with her phone while she's sleeping. Very trippy stuff. I'm really excited about it. But before we get to Amy, we're going to bring on Scott here because Scott and I are working on a collaboration where we're going to be bringing to you starting today the confessionals beard oil series so scott how you doing man i'm doing good tony how are you man i'm doing good i'm really excited about these beard oils i when i first started the podcast i had a huge beard and i did i was a judge in different competitions i entered my beard in competitions i reviewed beard oil and uh balms and things like that i was always in fact when i started the podcast i had a huge pile of boxes stacked against my wall in this room right now of products that I was supposed to review and I never did, <laughs> I never did because I never got around to it. But uh, either way, I-, I was really heavy in the beard game and I always wanted to have my own beard oils. 
And so you contacted me and you're like, hey, man, I got a, I just found out about your you know, love for beards and I have a company and, you know, I'd love to work with you on something. I could send you some product to check out. And I said, yeah, go ahead, send it over. And, you know, to be honest with you, Scott, I, after reviewing so many products, you get used to the fact that most products suck, you know, <laughs> like most products they do, they suck either. It's, it's either they have awful sense, bad marketing, or, um, the quality of the product is bad, you know? So, uh, it's like, if you have good quality, Sometimes the scents suck and the marketing sucks. Maybe the marketing's great, but the the quality sucks and the scent sucks. To hit all three is very rare. And so you send me the stuff and like, okay, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I got the package and I think I let it sit for a couple of days because I was like, ah, I'm busy. When I opened that up and I saw the different scents that you had, I was like, holy crap. Like the marketing <laughs> itself just stood out to me. I mean, it was unbelievable, the marketing aspect of these things. So what you sent me were four different scents. Uh, one was called uh, Morning Joe, and you designed it to look like uh, a Starbucks logo. And I was like, that's cool. And then uh, there was one that was called The Fade, which was like a you know, barbershop look to it. Yeah, and yeah. then there's the bubble, tr- or there was the what double trouble bubble gum. I'll tell you what, man, I was really impressed with the marketing aspect of things. I was like, well, he hits the marketing, but we'll see about the scent. When I opened the bubble gum, it's, I was like, I wanted to, I wanted to <laughs> taste it. Like that's how good it smelled. And I was like, holy crap. And I went through these scents and they all smell amazing. Like the morning Joe literally smells like coffee. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> And so I wanted to ask you, Scott, uh, before we get into the sense that we're going to be launching for the confessionals, how did you get involved in making beard oil? Uh, well, it was kind of a, um, it's, it's been kind of a long journey to be honest. I was, uh, I got interested. I I think I found some products on Amazon or something like that. And, um, I've always grown kind of a patchy beard. So I was looking for products that would, you know, help fill in some, some areas and, uh, maybe take care of some work that genetics weren't doing, but, uh, everything I tried, I don't know, it just didn't work or, or the scents were all generic and everything smells like a pine tree type thing. And so, I don't know, I just did some research and found out the, the good carrier oils, the good ingredients and stuff to use and, and wanted to kind of create something that was a little, uh, stepping outside the, the norm as far as, you know, scent profiles and stuff of that nature goes. So it's been about a year and a half now and I don't know, doing well. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So uh, what the audience is getting through the show is beard oil, three scents, and the scents are Dogman, Sasquatch, and Spectre. And I'm telling you, dude, like I didn't have any doubt in my mind that you'd make a good product with uh, my face on it with the logo. But (laughs) when you sent it to me to try, I was I was blown away. And so my two favorite is Sasquatch and Dogman. Those are my two favorite scents. And when I first smelled them, uh, Sasquatch uh, was my favorite. And then I didn't try Sasquatch on though. I just smelled it. And then I tried, I actually put the Dogman on and I was like, oh, this is great. This is my favorite. And then I put the Sasquatch on later and my wife smelled the Sasquatch on me and she's like, oh, I really like that. And that became my favorite then. And so, (laughs) you know, like if the wife likes it, then I love it. So, (laughs) yeah. And so that's the thing. I mean, with these scents, I mean, people that are listening, you're you're not going to put these on and feel like you just walked out of a dumpster. You know, if you're, you get the Sasquatch scent, (laughs) like it's not like you're just rubbaging through, you know, trash and you're going to smell like a a Bigfoot or, you know, a dog, man. You're not going to smell like a wet dog walking around the house, you know, so. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's more the the names attributed to the show the most and stuff. Uh, but these things smell great. And uh, I'm really excited about it. So uh, if people that are listening that are interested, if you got a beard, uh, you're definitely going to want to try these products. Okay. And there's guys that I know have, you know, big, long beards and they're like, oh, I don't put anything in my beard. Well, you're silly then because your wife would really appreciate if you took care of your facial hair because do you wash your hair? Yeah. Do you take care of your hair? Yeah. Well, you should take care of your beard hair as well. And so that, that's that's my pitch to people <laughs> whenever I came across people because they're like, oh, why do you review products? I'm like, well, because uh, I have a beard and I use products. And they're like, you actually put stuff in your beard? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, It's like asking me, do I wash my hair? You know? You know, yeah. uh, guys, if you got a beard, you're definitely going to want to try these beard oil scents. And uh, ladies, if your man has a beard, definitely buy these for his birthday. Christmas is coming up right around the corner. And if you don't know anybody that has a beard and you don't have a beard, buy it for yourself because I'm telling you, these scents smell so good. Uh, Scott, would you say that you could actually take these oils and put them in like an oil burner and have them as a fragrance in the house? So that's what I've been telling people. Would you back me up on that or no? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I actually, I do it myself from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Like I, I wouldn't recommend that for all beard oils, but for this, I was like, holy crap, you literally could just have an oil burner and it would make the house smell amazing. And so, you know, even ladies, if you want, grow the hair out on your legs and your armpits and hey, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, you're not going to be disappointed. But I just wanted to, Scott, thank you so much for coming uh, to me and, you know, asking me to be part of this because I'm I'm just, this literally was a dream come true for me. Like, I can't tell you how much I've always wanted to have my own scent line and I finally have it thanks to you. And I really appreciate it. And I'm really excited about dropping these. So they are on sale right now, October 1st, 2019. So if you want to get a look at the beard oils that we're coming out with, go to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the store button and scroll down to the bottom. You'll see the scents right there. And when you click the images to go ahead and purchase your beard oil, it'll redirect you to Scott's website. And Scott, what is your website? Anointedak.com anointedak.com. And there you'll be able to purchase any of the scents and go ahead and check out the other scents that Scott makes and stuff. But if you're going to buy something off of Scott that's not the confessionals scent, I will uh, hunt you down. So definitely definitely purchase uh, some of these scents that we're coming out with. But uh, Scott, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to uh, people getting these oils and uh, sending us reviews. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been a fun time putting together and I I really hope everyone enjoys it. Absolutely. So uh, definitely check it out, everybody. And let's get to this week's interview. We have Amy coming up right after this coming Thursday's members audio trailer. Let's go. pregnant with my sister and so um, we bought a house because we were in a really really small apartment and so we bought a house when we moved in I wanted the upstairs the it was a loft at that point 
And so spent so much time preparing this bedroom, so excited for it. That room was always cold. And I love, I love the cold, so that was another reason why I love this room. Well, one night I was up, I was like 11. We had been there for a year or so. I was like 11 or 12. And I was watching TV and I heard this noise. And it almost sounded like, like somebody calling a dog, like, like that. And it came from across the room over by my desk. And I had a ton of junk. So I was like, you know, maybe it's just like a timer or a ticker or something, you know, making noise. And so I'm watching TV. I'm not really paying attention. And so finally I'm, you know, ready to go to, go to bed. I turn off the TV and I'm laying there and I can hear the noise. It keeps going. And so I'm trying to time it, trying to figure out what it is, you know, if it's a timer, it's on like 10 second intervals or 30 second, whatever. And, you know, I'm trying to go through my mind, what do I have over there that would be making this noise? I can't think of anything. And so anyways, it just, you know, at that point I had already been like experiencing like weird things. I had been having this, this feeling like something's watching me, you know, seeing like shadows out of the corner of my eye. And my mom just told me, well, if you think that it's something, tell it to go away and be very stern and it'll listen. And so I was like, okay. So I get fed up with it and I just go, leave me alone. And I turn over on my side. And as soon as I do that, I hear it's in my ear and it goes out of that bed, down the stairs, so fast. I don't think I've moved that quickly ever in my life. I was like, I'm just going to sleep on the couch tonight. And so I jump on the couch and I'm like, I'm, my curiosity got the better judgment of me. And I looked and I just seen two red dots. It wasn't like you know, a person's eye was just red, two red glowing dots on the staircase about halfway looking directly down at me. And I got up and I, I think I slept on my parents' floor that night. And I told my mom, I was like, I'm not doing that again. I'm not sleeping up there anymore. I can't, I can't do that again. Like that scared me so bad that I moved out of the loft that I had been so excited for, and I moved downstairs. All right, today we have Amy on the show. Amy, how you doing? Hi, Tony. I'm well. How are you? Doing well. So uh, you're actually from the area that I'm from and stuff. And uh, you, you were talking about uh, towns and stuff that I'm very familiar with. And it's just, it's interesting. It's fun to talk to somebody that uh, is from my area because I do this show and I put it out on the internet. I don't know where it's going. I don't know who's listening mm-hmm. to it. And, uh, you know, it turns out that there's people in my area that actually listen to my show. I think it's pretty cool. So thank you for listening yep. to the show. Uh, you're welcome. So you emailed us about some things that you've experienced. And I, I want to tell you, I find it very interesting that the first thing we're going to talk about is this UFO you saw in Ben Salem, because it wasn't too long ago. In fact, this happened last year, and I talked about it on the show, where I saw uh, a UFO 
going down the turnpike, you know, the turnpike of 276. And yeah, I, yeah, was, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. I was, you talked about that on the show. Yeah. Right. I was passing Willow Grove and I see this boomerang shaped UFO and I've seen it like two or two or three other times after that initial account. And I remember seeing online, I was reading an article of UFO sightings that happened in Pennsylvania last year. And somebody had talked about seeing a UFO hovering over trees in Ben Salem. And I, I if I remember correctly, he described the same shape that I saw. So I know I wasn't crazy. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead and tell us about what you saw. Okay. Well, um, I this was um, uh, 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. I was still living down in Ben Salem. And um, you know the Parks Casino. You know where that is? Yeah, right off the street road. Okay. Well, my neighborhood was, um, there's parks and there's some woods, you know, behind it. And through those woods, then there's my developments. Like, you know, so it was kind of, couldn't see it, but I'm, it's through those woods. And um, uh, I used to, uh, you know, I have a front porch and that's where I go sometimes to have a cigarette, this or that. I loved nighttime. Um, kids are in bed. That was always my time. I loved being alone at night. That was mommy's time. I could get things done. And, um, you know, I, since then, I'll, let me just, with this. since then, for some reason, I don't like nighttime anymore. Um, I don't like to be alone in my house without another adult at nighttime. And it, I never really thought much about where it came from until somebody started really asking questions. And I said, I'm afraid to have a UFO or an alien encounter. And I realized I have a memory and I know it was around that time because I, I was living down there and it was right after um, my husband and I had split up. I have a memory. Uh, and I don't, the thing is, I don't know whether, I never knew if it was real or if it was a dream. But regardless, it affected me emotionally so much that it, you know, it changed everything about me. I'm afraid to, you know, be alone at night. I don't like nighttime. So that kind of makes me feel like it was real. And so I have, you know, this memory, it's very quick of, I walk out my front door and I look through my neighborhood. It's all, you know, my neighborhood's a development, all these little townhouses. There's a lot of kids, a lot of people. But when I open the door, all I see coming over the tree line from where the, where the casino was, and it's low, it's, it's right where the trees end. You know I mean? This is low, like not much higher than my house. A craft. That is so large, it ta- you can't see anything but it. It takes up the entire sky. And it's going slowly. It's like all the sound of the, everything stops. It was just hushed. And I'm standing there and I'm watching this thing. And it's going so, you know, it's going slow, but it's huge. That's all I see. Real slow comes up over over my house, and all I hear is like a low hum, you know, like a you know, kind of. But it was like the everything, my whole environment stopped. I felt like I was the only person, and I was the only person I could see. But somehow in my mind, I knew nobody else would be able to see that but me. And although I didn't feel like it was coming there for me. I had just had a sense that I knew that it knew I saw it. Do you know what I mean? Like it was aware that I could see this, even though it wasn't necessarily there for me. I remember seeing when it first came over from the tree line, 
it was shaped and it was almost like not maybe boomerang, like a crescent more like, like kind of like a boomerangish shape to the front of it it has some lights on it i can't really recall the, i know there were colors to them but i can't really recall it almost felt like when the lights were uh, blinking you know like on real foggy nights you could see lights of where airplanes are it's kind of like hazy but you know they're there i knew they were i can't recall exactly the colors but they but then when it comes up it's all black underneath like a a matte black and you see i see little like panels and things like that underneath it like me you know, little mechanical structures and things like that things you see like you know like on a sh- uh you know like a, a, a battleship you know that you know what i mean bolts and, and that and it just goes real slow and then it just keeps going. And, and like I said, it's so big that it takes up the entire sky. I mean, the thing could have been the size of Pennsylvania for all I know. Because I couldn't see, like, on the, from the sides where it began, where it ended. I saw the front as it approached from over the trees from, you know, parks. And that's it. I don't even remember seeing it go away and then seeing sky. But all I remember was it was like my entire, like, the, the earth, time stopped for a second. And I was the only one. And I knew that regardless if somebody was even looking out at somebody else, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have seen it. And for whatever reason, it just terrified me. But I really had, I'm not 100% certain if it was just a clip of a dream that I happened to remember or if it was real. But I, I really do feel this, like because it affected me and until this day, it affects me. Emotionally, I, kind, I think it may, I, I'm pretty sure it was real. So then I'm listening to your podcast. I started listening to your podcast. Um, so somehow I stumbled upon it because I was looking something about black eyed children in it, you know, Google searches and that and third, but I started listening to your podcast and I really liked it. And you had an episode, I think it was, um, 78 cents. I think the guy's name may have been Ryan. I'm not really sure, yep. but he had a abducted okay. with lost time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm listening to that. I'm going to for, and he talks about an event where he was working in Hershey and it was like, I'm like, oh, that's about, that's what I saw. That's say that sounds like what I saw. But and then I realized, wait, I actually like replayed it to see when he said it was. I'm like, that's about the same time. And then he even said like the direction that it headed. It was almost like it that would be the direction from Hershey to Ben Salem. And I'm thinking, oh my god, I think I saw that too. You know, it was just really weird. So that's what kind of sparked me to like, oh, I should, you know, shoot him an email and let him know. So, yeah, I mean, and, and till this day, I, I when I'm home alone with my six-year-old son and it's nighttime, I can't go downstairs or anything. I have to be upstairs in the bedroom with him. When his bedtime, it's my bedtime because I'm scared unless there's another adult in the house. And, and it just scares me. It's, I'm scared to have some type of encounter, I think. Yeah, well, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything that you're saying, it lines up with, because when you were talking about that, I was thinking about Ryan's experience and stuff. And it's a very common thing. A lot of the things that you were describing with the the humming, the matte black, and the idea that you keep saying that you feel like you, you don't think you dreamt it, but like you have this memory. Uh, what are your thoughts on the idea of being abducted? Because it seems like you don't ever remember seeing it leave. It seems like there is a gap yeah. of time. Oh my gosh. Now you give me chills. Cause to be honest, I never considered that never. And I think that if that, if that's, I, and I, I do now that you say it, of course, I think it is a possibility and maybe that's why it has me traumatized 
to that level. I mean, I've had scary dreams before, Tony. I mean, all kinds. I used to have such crazy dreams. People wouldn't believe me when I'd tell them about them because they were so, you know, wild. Nothing has traumatized, like nothing has shook me like that. I mean, this is years ago. And it is, that's a possibility, but I honestly never really thought of it. And, uh, yeah, and if it, is, if it was something that happened, I don't want to know anything about it. I want it to stay in my subconscious. I don't ever want to have to relive it. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, some people want to go through regression therapy to, you know, draw those memories out. And some people are like, ah, they mm-hmm. can just stay where they're at because I don't want to know. In fact, I think Ryan yeah. said the same thing on his show where like he, I don't think he wanted to m- remember some of the things that he went through because the memories he had were crazy enough. I, I'm not telling you you were abducted. I, 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 that's what right, I, I right, want to make yeah. sure that I'm, I'm not telling you that. I'm just saying that some of the things that you're describing are a lot of symptoms that people say they have when they were uh, abducted. And, you know, the idea that you don't remember anything is a common thing. And uh, there's there's the, the idea that taking whatever happens, happens, and then you're put back in, in the same place of time, and you don't really remember anything, and you don't remember seeing the craft leave. Uh, but I don't. There are a lot of sightings of UFOs in that area, Ben Salem, Willow Grove, Croydon, and... Um, there's the uh, Hors- the old uh, Horsham Air Force Base, and oh yeah, 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 and that, and I have this, I have no, no, nothing to back this up other than just this suspicion. I've been on the Air Force Air Force Base twice, and uh, for two different companies that I drove for, and the very first time I went on the Air Force Base, uh, I was doing a delivery, and this is before I did the show, before I was in the community of paranormal and all that stuff. And I remember having I was moving equipment off the off the base because the base was closed for a long time, and yet they were saying they were closing the base. And I was like, okay. And so we're pulling out like uh, copy machines and stuff out of this these buildings. And I remember asking because there was officers on the base still, and the, there was there was areas of the base that it looked like they were still working. And oh, yeah, I, yeah, it, and it did. It had for a long time, almost the whole time that I lived down there. Because my ex husband works for Comcast, and the office he worked out of was literally like right near there. They have that that little capsule thing, right, where the early astronauts would learn uh, anti gravity. That's like still on that property, isn't is it? Isn't yep. it? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, so yeah, continue. It's one of those things where I I was in my early twenties, and I just I remember thinking there. This seems like they're not done here, but they. It, it just and I didn't even think of it in my head like it, in a cohesive thought. It was just I had this feeling like they were doing things here still that you know maybe they're not letting letting you know about. I just had this weird feeling, and if. If there were crafts, like say that, say they have this, you know, grand conspiracy of, you know, these secret crafts that they they have on the on the on the base. It'd have to be underground because uh, I've seen the buildings on that on that property. It's and the, not a big base at all. No, it's not. And and the property itself is surrounded by tons of industry, tons of homes. Yeah. And so if there is something going on there, it'd have to be underground, and the exit would have to be not on that property itself. It'd have to be somewhere oh, there, else. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It, it, you know, I, I used to, always, I was always a sky watcher and always being interested in, and, and I used to constantly, my, my kids would always make fun of me. I'd be driving at night and I'd be all of a sudden start chasing something. That's it. It's a UFO guy. It would be a helicopter. It's just like this joke in my family, but I would constantly call my ex-husband 
telling him, I swear I see it because McGuire Air Force Base, although it's in New Jersey, you know, it's very close. And that's heavy traffic, at least it was back then. And I would see interesting things in the sky all the time. And my ex-husband is a Navy veteran. So I would constantly be, but this thing, it took off straight in the air, then it sprung wings. And he'd be like, oh, you saw a, you know, blah, 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 whatever it would be. And he, he would always laugh at me. But when I had this experience, I don't think I ever told anybody. You know, I don't think, in fact, I don't think I really remembered it right away. I, I, I didn't really remember it until people were digging into, why are you so scared of the dark now? Yeah, and that goes against your character because yeah. over, over the over the, your life, you've always been jumping to tell people what you've seen. And mm-hmm. you know, if you would have saw something like that, you would have been telling the world. You've been on Fox yeah. Twenty Nine News, you know. Exactly, and I did not. I don't know why. I, yeah, like I don't even. It wasn't like I woke up the next day and said, "Wow, was that a dream?" I don't even remember how long it took me to remember it. And I only remember the time period because I have a really good memory like that about time and and this and that. But um. I just know, like, because I had moved not long after, I knew what was going on, and I knew who my neighbors were. You know what I mean? I I remember those kind of details. That'll, I know. You know what I mean? It was right when I split up with my husband, but I didn't remember it right away. Yeah, and but I just know it took me some thinking into thinking about why I am because I love that time. I mean, I was that one. Everyone's like, "Why are you always up at four thirty in the morning taking?" It's like the only time to clean. With all, I have five kids. It's the only time I can get any time for myself because <laughs> they're asleep. I couldn't wait for them to go to bed. And yeah, and I mean, until this day, when it's nighttime, if there's not another grown up here, I am like, "Okay, Andrew, time for bed." Flick the lights off. I'm running upstairs, and I will not go back downstairs. I'm always begging my friends to come over and hang out with me at night because I'm scared. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, it's really affected me. And, and I, I never really considered the whole abduction thing. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. <laughs> well, I yeah, mean, just kidding. Yeah, but, I, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I would I wouldn't uh, sweat it. But, no, you know, if you if you feel like diving into things and stuff, I mean, I would I would direct you into looking at other people's experiences that were abducted and see if anything lines up with you. And uh, just a fair warning by doing that, it really, really, really could jog memory if it did happen. So you may yeah, not want to do I that. I don't want to have that memory either. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to remember it because all the other things I've experienced in my life, they never really frightened me or, or rattled me, traumatized me, but this did. And I remember even as a little girl, um, like, you know, my mom and stuff would say, Stop watching these things or talking about these things because that they you invite you invite it to yourself then, and you know what I mean. If that were the, it's like wow, I really did, you know, just by my interest in it. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of terrified of space, and the thought of space overwhelms me. I, I like I like astron um, astronomy, and I always have loved telescopes, but the whole certain you know the traveling and space. I mean, I'm terrified of heights. Um, that movie Contact. Yeah, it's. That that made me very. It was weird. It really shook me up inside a little bit. I would never want to go to. I, I'm not. I'm not interested in it that way. I just am interested in other, you know, paranormal paranormal things because I think all things are possible. And I, but you know, certain things like aliens, other life, other like going to other planets. Oh hell no. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I would but just. Things, yeah. I would just say uh, stay away from it. Then it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of like the movie Independence Day with Will Smith, the uh, the drunk dad. Yeah. He's like, we got to get as far away from these things as we can, and that's exactly what yeah. you need to do. Just get away from it. <laughs> yeah, I want nothing to do with that. And, and it's about my boyfriend. Now his friends are such jerks because like they'll they'll call me real late at night, 
And it's because they like all are late shift people. And they'll be like, hey, Amy, aliens. And hang up. I'm like, you jerk. Like, you know what I mean? Leave me alone. Wow. Yeah, Block but, them. Yeah. Block them now. <laughs> but, yeah. So, 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 yeah, that was that story. Yeah. And let's get into this other thing. Before we jump into the Hatman experience, I want you to share with people this really weird, bizarre video that happened with your okay. phone. Okay. So... Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm binge watching or binge listening to, um, you know, the confessionals like a lot of people do. Um, and, uh, about the time that I had emailed you and I'm talking, you know, I'm telling friends about it. I was telling my boyfriend about it, you know, cause I was like, what are you listening to? And, um, it was just so strange. I was, I had a friend over and I'm telling her about it and it was weird. I got a phone call from a number I didn't know. So I didn't answer it. I put it in a caller ID and it was somebody with the last name Merkel, which I just thought was weird. Odd coincidence, but even weirder that later on that night, I went to bed and it was just me and my son that night. Um, my boyfriend's at work. And so I, I fall asleep listening to, you know, I put it, you know, the, the confessionals, I'll put it on play. And I know um, with iTunes, when you play and it, an episode ends, then it just continues on to the next one. But I usually, I, I fall asleep quickly. I, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I, I usually fall asleep within like maybe 15 minutes into an episode. So like the next hour, you should go back and, you know, listen to, I like to hear sound when I go to bed. And, um, so that night I go to sleep with my son and I didn't refresh my memory of all the details about time and all this, but you had it in the email. Um, I wake up the next hour. When I go to sleep, I have a nightstand. It's got two tears on it. And what I always do is I um, prop my phone. I have an iPhone. I kind of prop it up on something on the second tier because then the phone is right near my ear kind of. So I don't have to put it too loud. It won't wake up my son. And so I have it all propped up, but I kind of have to strategically place it so it doesn't, because it'll tip and fall easily. So I wake up the next morning. My phone's right where it usually is. And first thing I do, you know, you check your messages, this, that, and the third. And I saw that I had a text um, that I sent to my daughter. I have a um, 21-year-old daughter who lives down, you know, in Philly. She's uh, she's in college at Temple. And I go, I look at the time, and, and the time of the text is, uh, and I don't know, do you remember, Tony, if you have the email? I don't, I didn't, like I said, I didn't refresh my memory real quickly before you call it, but... Uh, it was the middle of the night. One yeah, I think it was at one nineteen a.m. Yeah, yeah. It was, I was I, I went to bed at like ten or something that day, so I was I knew I was, I was like. So I looked at this text, and it's a video, a text that I apparently sent my daughter at one. I play it. It's dark, but all it is is me. You can hear me sleeping, breathing. I breathe real heavy when I sleep. And I forget how long it was, not maybe 30 seconds, something like that. And I was so freaked out because, first of all, my phone, you know, the way it is, you know, how, you know, I don't, everybody, a lot of us have iPhones. You know, I, when I play my, it's locked, this and that. So, this, and this wasn't a video that was sent like when you're composing a text and then you just hit the camera thing and you send a quick video and you include it in this text. This was a video that was sent from my camera. So in order for this video, my phone would have had to be unlocked. 
you know, go to the camera app, record, then switch to the text app, add it into a text, and hit send. Put it back to my iTunes lock and put my my phone back exactly where it is propped up real strategic. Furthermore, how could I have even done that in my sleep? Because I'm sleeping in the video. And I did send the video, right, Tony? Like, you can hear me clearly. Like, I almost sound like I'm on the verge of snoring. Or maybe I am snoring. I can't quite remember, I think. I mean, you hear it in the video, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's like... Because it couldn't even be something where... Oh, well, you know, you maybe did it in your sleep. How could I do it in my sleep? You hear that I'm sleeping. There's no noise in the background at all. I don't hear anything. I don't hear any movement, nothing. And yeah, I, I cannot tell you how that could have happened. Nope. And my husband, my boyfriend, he works nice. He's not home until the morning. It's just me and my six-year-old son who's in bed with me. And he wouldn't know how to do that, nor would that phone end up back where it was, exactly where it was when I went to sleep. But even weirder is when I was emailing you about it and I wanted to send, like I sent you the video and then I was sending you like timestamps of that. I realized that I knew what, I knew what I was listening to when I fell asleep. And when you do the hours, you know, when I fell asleep as to this, you know, this episode of the confessionals is this long and this, the episode that was playing at one nineteen in the morning was called Bedroom Visitors or Bedroom Visitation, something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, I, do you know that I think that's the one episode that I haven't been able to listen to? I haven't listened to that one. Yeah. Because it, I'm so freaked out by that. I'm so... Ha- you like, yeah, when I showed that to my boyfriend, he, I mean, he was like, you know... You better be putting that gun under the mattress before you go to bed. So I was like, hey, Bill, nobody's got, nobody got in here. Like, it, yeah, it's really pretty freaky. I, I, nothing like that's happened since, thank God, but that was really strange. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's obviously at least, at the very least, it's a weird synchronicity, right? Uh, yeah. That, that video, or not video, that episode is about alien entities. Coming oh into a bedroom Tony. and pulling a guy <laughs> off his bed. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. I literally have chills right now. Yeah. Oh my God. And now, now I know why I did. I couldn't bring myself to listen to it after that happened. No. So I was like, I don't want to hear this episode because it was just really strange. Well, oh my God. Let me tell you, I, you've heard the intro and where the guy says there was two great entities and they were pulling me off my bed. Uh, that That's that episode. Um, oh my god! Now, David, I, David, I don't think David believes that they were necessarily aliens. I think he falls in line with it was more demonic than anything. But what he saw was what you would describe as a gray. Wow. So, wow. yeah, I maybe. Oh my god! Maybe you don't want to listen to that episode. No, uh, no. Did you ever see that or hear those clips that where people do that? People who suspect they've been abducted and they they put recorders on when they're sleeping. Yeah. I, I can't listen to those. Those are so freaky. And I always think to myself that and I, I've thought this before that happened. That would be the scariest thing to ever happen to me is for me to ever somehow sit and listen to what goes on when you sleep. I don't want to know. 
Uh, who knows? I and mean, I'm not even talking about paranormal. I mean, there's other things. Who knows? What if you get like critters in your room or something? Like, I don't want to know. When you're sleeping, you're sleeping. And I always said, I don't want to, I, that would be like, I would never put a sleep recorder on. And it was just so weird that that happened. And, I, and it's interesting. Why did it get sent to my daughter, which I think is really weird. I mean, we don't, she, she, she's a college student. We don't text all too much. I mean, you know, she's very busy with work and school and, and she's getting ready to finish. And, you know, it's just weird. And, and you know, was the other thing she's never mentioned it. I never asked her, did you ever, did you get, I never asked her about it because I really didn't want to. But yeah, I don't know why it went to my daughter. So you but, never um, talked to your daughter about it? No, no. I, I, she's not the um, open-minded person like that. She's not. She's very much like her father. And she's very, um, very uh, uh, literal, very, uh, you know, she's not, she's an Aries. <laughs> That's all I have to say. She, she's not the one who would, she would get annoyed if I would talk anything paranormal with her. And I was really so shook up by it. I really did. For some reason, I just didn't want to ask her. Like, she never responded. Uh, she doesn't have her red receipts on, so I really, you know, I wouldn't know. But, like, she, it's not unusual for her not to respond. Like I said, she's extremely busy. If anything, she would get annoyed. Why are you texting me at 1 o'clock in the morning? So I never really asked her. And maybe there's more to subconscious reason why I didn't want to ask her about it. I don't know. I just never brought it up to her. And I just, but it was odd that it went to my daughter. Absolutely. And it's just weird considering the experience you had with the the UFO that you saw in Ben Salem and then uh, that happening and the the follow-up episode obviously is weird. And what, what I find very weird though is the fact that it was, it was like somebody grabbed your phone and filmed you and then sent it to your daughter. Like, and that's why I feel like now that you're talking about it we, we, and you're bringing up the whole tie-in with the UFO and what that episode was about, I'm thinking that maybe that weird phone call, that wrong number phone call, wasn't too that much of a coincidence either. Yeah, I with mean... With the name Merkel on it. Because it, this was all, when I started, it, this all happened within 24 hours of me hearing that episode, um, that episode 78. So it's like, you know, I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, oh, I got it. You know, and so it's on my mind. I'm bringing it into my everyday you know, uh, consciousness, you know, and I get this, you know, it's a phone number from like, I had told you it's a newer, uh, area code to the Stroudsburg area. So it's not many people have that, but not that big of a deal, but I don't answer numbers. I don't know. So I put it in the caller ID and it says Jay Merkel. And I'm like, that's weird. Cause I, Merkel's not that, at least I, you know, you know, but it's, I just start listening to your thing and I'm talking about you to everybody. Then I go to sleep that night. Yeah. It's that's, yeah, and the reason oh, why man. earlier I oh asked you... Oh, my God, you, Tony, Tony, Tony. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just thought about something that happened two summers ago, and I'm not kidding you. I was just talking to a friend about this. I had a problem where all summer long, I, I was setting off security alarms in and out of every place I went, and we spent... We, we like... Every variable. No, not new bras, not new. I was doing everything I could. I couldn't go anywhere because I was setting alarms off. I went to the Michael Kors outlet and I said, is there something, you know, they looked at me like I had two heads. I said, no, you don't understand. I'm like, well, let me look at your wallet. Sometimes there's security bags. No, no, no. Finally, when I went to leave, the lady said, hold on a second. She took my bag. She threw them through the, the, the little thing. When you walk out, nothing went off. She said, I walked through. I walked through. Boom, 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 boom. They pop them like, see? I had a friend at this time. I have a friend who had an RF scanner, like a detector. And we're up at his house one night. I was asleep in my boyfriend's truck. 
with the, the seat reclined. He didn't know I was in his truck because they were just, they met, they were talking outside. They're uh, both like avid hunters and this and that. They're both outside. He had, my boyfriend had had this issue with the police. We won't get into that, but he took his scanner. Cause he's like, maybe they put something on your truck. It kept going off. I'm asleep at this time. I don't know it. And they couldn't figure out why. This guy didn't know I was asleep in the truck with the seat back. So that, you know, that being that, but then we're talking about it a couple of days later, sitting in his garage, he takes off the RF scanner, goes around the garage. There's three of us in there, goes to me, right at my stomach is where it kept going off. I even thought that I have an IUD. I called my doctor. Is it, that is entirely plastic, Amy, and it couldn't possibly be your IUD. It kept going off right at my stomach. And then all of a sudden, as, you know, I spent a whole summer being going crazy trying to figure out why I'm this, I'm setting things off. And then all of a sudden, boom, it went away. It doesn't do it anymore. You're freaking me out. I feel like I had like uh, an alien in it because I started joking when I was at the outlet talking to people like, you know, uh, workers because I want to figure out why I can't even go in and out of Turkey Hill without these things going off. Like, and the one girl, I said, I was thinking alien implant. I said it as a joke, but the one girl goes, I was actually going to say that. Yeah. But then it went away. Uh, it just, like, like that, it was gone. It stopped doing it. How long of a period did this last? It was like, it probably, it was pretty much like late spring all through the summer. Probably like I would say maybe from May through August, something like that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just like stopped doing it. But when we, we told him when, when we were in my friend's garage, we started talking about it because he then, I was in my car then one time, um, Earlier that night, I had we were in my Audi, and he started scanning my car, and I'm sitting in the driver's seat, and we just kept going off at you know, the driver's seat, and he goes, "Oh, you must have your antenna here in Tesla." I said, "My my, I have a aftermarket head, uh, system." I said, "No, I don't. My head unit. I have no antenna hooked up in my car." And goes, that's weird. And that's when I said, "I think it's me." And then we went in and we started talking. I said, "I was in his truck sleeping the other night when it was going off in his truck." He's like, "Are you kidding me?" You know. And then he took it out and it kept going off right at my stomach. And there were like three, four other people in that garage to witness it. And I'm like, I'm not joking here, guys. Something's inside. Like, I don't know if I swallowed something accidentally and I couldn't figure it out. I didn't put too much. I just thought it was weird and kind of funny. And then it just, one day I realized, oh, I'm not setting off alarms anymore. You know, I, do you want me to talk to you openly or do you want me to protect what I say to you? Because <laughs> I, I don't no, want to no, freak you out. No, no, you can out. talk to me openly. I want you to talk to me openly. It's fine. All right. So I don't know how to describe this other than implant is something that I'm concerned about here uh, because, you know, back in, I think it was like the early 50s, mid 50s, maybe the 60s. I can't remember what the movie was called, but it's like one of the first movies that was about like alien invasions and, and implants and things like that. And I think this is where the idea came from, but I don't know if it's held up through, you know, people's real life stories. But in the movie, I think the implants that were being put into people uh, were like these little needles and they were often mm-hmm. put in people's uh, necks and stomachs. And yeah, wow. I, I know that I've heard people having implants in their arms, their legs, uh, but also the stomach. And it just makes me wonder if uh, this is a big if. I'm not saying you have an implant. I'm uh-huh. not saying you were abducted. <laughs> but if there was an abduction scenario and you were implanted, uh, 
obviously there's technology involved that, you know, is beyond our comprehension at times. Right. And right. is it possible that there's an implant that is activated at times and that's a sign of the activation mm-hmm. where you're actually setting yeah. off these alarms? I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. And, and maybe they just, that they activate it when they need to follow you or for whatever its purpose is. And then maybe, you know, there's times where they're not interested in you or whatever. And it's, uh, it's put on hibernate. So was there was there anything different or uh, that stands out in your memory when the, during that time when you were setting off these security systems and stuff? Was there anything that you noticed different about life? Was there anything that was kind of standing out as peculiar? No, I don't think so. I really don't. Um, it was actually a pretty nice summer, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't really recall anything. I don't recall any um, serious mood changes or. Yeah, wounds, unexplained wounds, or things like that. You know, not that. You know, it just it, it was just it was just strange. Um, it wasn't long after we moved up here to Monroe County. It, we moved up here in November, and uh, so like I said, this happened right the following spring. And um, yeah, I noticed it at Turkey Hill because I was like, because you don't really hear the alarms there very often. And I think they only have them for like the different like cell phone chargers and things like that that they sell. Not many people buy them. They're so expensive there. And I just, I, you know, I'm like, why? I keep setting this thing off in Turkey Hill, you know? And like I said, we eliminated every variable over like a month's time uh, as, as to what it could possibly be. Was it every time that you went into a store? Pretty much. Pretty much. In or out. In or out. And it was really bad up at the Tannersville Outlets. I mean, every store. And I mean, and there it's an outlet. There's a lot of theft. So they'll, they'll hold you. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. It's... And like I told you that at the Michael Kors store, they threw my bags first through, no alarm. And I walked through and the thing starts going crazy. I said, see, I told you, because I was trying to figure it out. I was asking them, like, you know, I mean, there's some stores that wouldn't go off on, but like a lot of stores it did. And it's odd that going in and out, it would go off. And just like that, it just stopped. It went away. But it was when he, my friend got that RF scanner out or detector out. And it was going off in that garage right at my gut, like right below my belly button. And everybody's looking like, oh my God, like what's going on? I thought maybe I swallow, you know, sometimes you swallow things somehow and they take a while to digest. Maybe I got some kind of weird metal in me or who knows. I didn't really, it wasn't that, to me it was just odd and I didn't really get that stressed out or anything over it. I just thought it was odd. Well, yeah, it's definitely odd. And just when you look at, putting things together in a timeline sake the first the yeah. first thing that that you remember is the ufo but you don't remember seeing it leave and the way you described it it does sound like there's time loss and then yeah uh like ryan like that ryan had like those time slips and uh, you know i hope that he hears this i hope that he hears just oh, so he that will. he knows that there's confirmation yeah that that to his story because as soon as i heard that i was like wow that's what i saw because i never heard too many ufo stories about something being that large where it took up the entire sky and it was so low low like right up not far above my roof right and and so you have that happen and then the next thing is this weird video where uh i'm just going to say somebody other than you took that video and sent it to your daughter and Mm -hmm. That earlier that night, you had Jay Merkel call you. And I, the reason why I asked you when we were first talking uh, what the area code was is because mm-hmm. my brother is Jack. And oh, I, wow. 
I, I, I wanted to just see if there was a, a, a synchronicity there because uh, he, he runs around the entire side of the state with his company. Uh, he has a pest control company. And I just wanted to see like you know, if there was any connection there. Uh, but then you have that video happen after the, the phone call. At night, and yeah. then you have the, the next up episode is Bedroom Visitations, yeah. uh, which the subject of that show is weird because you, ha- you had something happen in your know. room. and yeah, I didn't even know what it was I, until you just told me. And with the background of the UFO sighting and the possible abduction, and now you're setting off alarms. And mm-hmm. if I just well, that was back in 2017, but like I'm saying, it's, yeah, it does all fit into the whole right. But I'm, idea when I'm describing this, I'm setting it in the right timeline, right? Like everything happened in this order, right? Well, oh yeah, no, but just the the the, the, the setting off the alarm thing that was in 2017. That was like May, I, like I said, like May to August 2017 is when that was happening. But the 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 seeing this the UFO memory from Ben Salem, that was like 2008, 2009. Okay. I just did a yeah. quick Google search. Uh, I just typed in alien implant sets off security alarms. And there are a couple forums that read, I set off stork security systems off. I keep setting off shop anti-theft alarms, uh, setting off security alarms. So I, I, I didn't read any of these, these but mm-hmm. it looks like there's other people with possible same situations. And I, I don't know if it's, you know, abduction related or what. I haven't read these yet. But uh it might be something for no. Never mind. You don't want to yeah. look into it. So I'll look well, into it. Well, you know it. what my boyfriend <laughs> used to tell me when we first we started dating in 2014, and um, he used to tell me how like at night it used to scare him when we'd sleep because apparently I when I would sleep I would twitch so bad like jump like twitch that he started thinking something was really wrong with me like medically. And he said, you know, you see people twitch when they sleep. That's normal. But he said, Amy, you don't understand what you do when you sleep. And I could, he's like, it's almost like it's an electrical thing. Like, and he said, I've never seen anything like it. You Sometimes you do it all night. And it, it actually made him worried. He didn't know what was going on with me. He thought, you know, do you take any medication? What is good? I was like, I don't know. I'm not aware of it at all. That, and, and it was like for the first year that we were dating that he said, I used to do that. And it used to, he would be scared to go to sleep because me twitching would like startle him. And then it would scare him and it would stay up all night worrying like, Oh my God, look at her. What's wrong with her. And he said, I don't do that anymore, but that's kind of odd too. All right. So let me ask you a question. I just saw this, uh, the night that the video was shot of you, um, Mm -hmm. you said you went to bed around 10 o'clock, right? 10, 10 30, something like that. Yeah. I I know. I I know I was falling wood by 10 30. I know that. And and earlier you said that you tend to be up late at night because the kids are in bed and you can do things and it's relaxing. Well, that's when that's before the two thousand eight two thousand nine when I had that memory of the thing. That this was back in the day, like year, you know, before I moved up here, when I lived down in Bensale, before I had that experience with that craft, that that vision, that memory. I used to love the nighttime. It's since then that I don't. I, I'm really if, if it's nighttime, I want another adult in the house. Like when I was telling my friend that night, I had a friend here. Soon as she left is when I went to bed. When you went to bed that night, did you mm-hmm. was that like a normal time frame for you to go to bed at, or were you like feeling yeah. extra tired? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty normal. Um, I know it was. I think it was weekend, and so my son didn't have school because I remember, you know, not being too concerned that he was up a little bit later. And we were only up a little bit later because my, you know, my girlfriend was here. She was getting ready to move to Florida, so she was just kind of here saying goodbye. And um, we were just chatting for a while. But uh, I remember my eyes getting heavy because I'm used to going to bed really early when my son goes to bed because I just go to bed when he goes to bed because I don't like being here at night by myself. So I just go to sleep. Um, but it was a normal bed routine too. You know what I mean? She left, got into bed, you know, put, set up the podcast. And I, and I know I fell asleep right away. I think it was the border patrol agent episode is what I had turned on. And I even sent you the proof, like, cause in the iTunes things, it'll tell you when you played, when you listened to them, what the hours were just to show, like, that's what I was listening to. And then if you follow along, you'll see that at one nineteen bedroom visitations was the one that was playing. Yeah. But I wasn't aware of it because I was sound asleep. I remember getting up at like 4.30 in the morning to, to go to the bathroom. And that's normal. I always get up at some point in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom, and I'll get back in bed. The podcast will always still be running, but that, I turn them off then and I just go right back to sleep. But I always fall asleep listening to them. Yeah, the title was uh, The Confessions of a Federal Officer. Yeah, and that's the one I probably, I don't, I probably fell asleep 10 minutes into it. And, then, and that was that until I got up to go to the bathroom, turned it off, didn't think anything of it. You know, and, and, and woke up and, you know, right, right where my phone always is right there, because I always, I want to keep it there because I don't like to keep it too loud. And I always like my alarm to go off in the morning, if it's a weekend or not. And I mean, when I woke up, it was right there where always, that's where I always keep it. But like, it's, it's going to be pretty hard in your sleep to take it to all those, you know, unlock, go to this app, go to this app, go to this app, compose a text, insert this, send it like, no, that's not something that's going on in my sleep. Right. And you know, it, it's funny because uh, it, that's a lot of process to go through, yeah. uh, to yeah. send in your sleep. Uh, I would, I will tell you this, uh, maybe it'll give you a little bit of sense of security, even though I don't think this is probably not, this probably isn't what happened with you. I don't think you did this. Uh, when I was in college, I would text my wife uh, in my sleep and I would text her these long, bizarre e- uh, text messages that just kind of ramble on about nothing. And I would send it to her in the middle of the night. And it was frequent for a while where I was just texting her in my sleep and it didn't make any sense. It would be like, I, I miss my dad and, you know, the car flipped over and... Uh, but you don't really remember doing it. You no, kind of do it She'd be like, did, why, why did you text me that weird message last night? I'm like, what message? And I look at my phone, I'm like, I don't remember texting you at all. My friend used to do that. She used to drunk text people and they were bad. And I mean, it was like, I'd be like, oh my God, listen to these things. She goes, I know, I know. You know, you're a grown adult now. But then she, I remember her saying to me, Amy, now my drunk self is getting smart enough to delete the text before I fall asleep. So that I, ha- I don't even know oh they're there gosh. in the morning. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no people do do that. And you even thought, was my daughter the last person in my text log? No, she wasn't. I mean, she was pretty far down too. So it's like it, it was intense. Yeah, it's. I don't like thinking about it much because it's just so weird. It's so freaky. And the look on my boyfriend's face because he really doesn't get into that kind of thinking about things. He's real cut and dry, you know, black or white, and he doesn't really think into things. And he he looks scared because he's like, what? Because he knew I couldn't have done that myself. He knows nobody was here but me and a six-year-old. You know, I, if I were you, I would talk to your daughter at some point. I really would, and, and bring yeah. it up because <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, there might be some clues there. Maybe she's had experiences. Right. I don't know. Yeah, you know, and maybe maybe know. there's something telling you that she's next, or uh, oh, maybe God. maybe she had some experiences that night that 
kind of that video all of a sudden made sense to her. And if she told you what she experienced, you'd be like, oh my gosh, that all fits together now. And you know, of all the paranormal things, the, the, the alien UFO one, it's the one that terrifies me. Why did that have to be the one to introduce itself into my life and not Bigfoot or something like that? Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> you're, my up, luck. you're up there in the Poconos. Bigfoot is up there. I, I, oh, there I, are you know, I, plenty wish of I, I wish I would have thought and didn't lose track of time because I have a picture that my sister's friend posted. She lives in Kunkletown where I live one, one winter. She's not into, she doesn't really, she's, she works for school districts. So she's very careful about what she puts on social media. She doesn't want to make her, but she just said, I'm just going to leave this picture here for y'all. Dorga Snow. And I was like, Oh my God, that's a Sasquatch. And all of a sudden I started, this was right after I moved here. And a lot of people said, Oh yeah, they're up here. Oh, better believe it. They're up here, but I've never seen one. She took the picture. One. Yeah. Uh huh. I, I can send it to you after when we're not on the phone. Cause I can't do it as we're on the phone, but I'll send it to you. And and the footprint she found the next that that night on her porch and the, I guess it was like the back porch she didn't even realize she goes look they were up on my porch big giant footprints in the snow on her porch it was right after we had our first huge bad snowstorm after I had moved to Conkletown and I was like whoa wow. yeah if you could please send me those pictures I'd be yeah it's not I, a, it's not a real clear picture but when you look at it you know it can't be anything else. Like it's pretty obvious. And then you see the footprints, but it, I don't think it'd be something that you could put on TV and people be like, "That's great evidence." But you'll see. You, you'll be like, "Yeah, that's a." That's I forget. A I forget what comedian said said this, but he's like, "Maybe Bigfoot's just blurry, and that's why we always have blurry pictures of Bigfoot." <laughs> I was just like, it "Maybe." Be. Yeah. Hey, it could be. It could be. But uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But I'm. I would. I would love to spot one, not up close, but I would love to. But no, the aliens have to come to me. Jesus, just my luck. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, listen, uh, we could ramble on and on about this experience because there's so many different levels to it. And <laughs> right, and I would love to just kind of talk back and forth about this because I feel like the more I talk to you, the more details I'm uncovering. But I just yeah. don't, I don't know where where we're going to go with it. But I think that this is something that you and I uh, could definitely keep in touch about yeah. because I, if you have any new information, I would love to hear about it. But let's move into yeah. this Hatman sure. experience. Okay. So this is, you know, another week or so past, you know, me, um, this, this initial contact with you, blah, blah, blah. I'm still binge listening. And, um, I was listening to an episode where you were, um, talking about how you were listening to something in the car with your wife and that whatever you were listening to sparked her memory that she had experienced a hat man when she was little. Uh, and it wasn't even until mostly through this episode, I realized, Oh my God, me too. So here's what it is. Okay. So um, when, growing up, um, my dad is from the South and uh, his whole family lives in um, Florida or Georgia. And as a child, we often would go down, you know, to the, uh, my great grandmother had a very, um, I don't want to say too much because I don't, I want to respect my dad's uh, privacy, his family's privacy, but uh, a very, uh, they're very wealthy. They have an estate in the middle of an arch grove and it's an old um, Spanish style architecture. It's very open, breezeways, this, that, and the third, huge. And even when you're a little child, it seems even much more grand than it is. Um, my dad's family, of course, you know, we didn't know them as well as my mom didn't, didn't know them well at all because we didn't see them very often. And they're a little more uh, stuffy, not very um, warm. And so one, it was Christmas. I think I was three years old, three going, I was almost four. So it was Christmas and uh, we spent Christmas in Florida instead of at home because we went on a cruise, um, some Caribbean cruise for Christmas. But we went, we spent a, almost like the whole Christmas break in Florida at, at the family estate. 
my great grandmother's. And I remember um, it was an, an evening where it was just my myself, my sister, who's a little older than me, and my mother. My dad, my great grandmother, his brother, the rest of the family had gone out to some dinner or something. Everybody was out of the house. And it was just the three of us in the house and like their maid. Um, and like I said, there's a lot of hallways, a breezeways all through the outside. And it, it, this house is like a maze to a little three-year-old girl. I remember that we were in the guest room and my mom was wrapping Christmas presents. She was actually teaching myself, my sister and I, how to wrap presents properly. And I got bored. So I kind of started wandering right out into the hallway. I feel like I was on some type of like little scooter or something. They must have had like a little toy thing that I was playing on. And I remember going out of the door and looking to my left down a very, you know, it's a pretty long hallway. And at the end of the hallway, I see a very, very tall man. Now, all of my, all the Putnams are extremely tall. So that wasn't even odd to me because my dad was 6'4", I'm 5'9", his brother's 6'4", you know, very tall people. And, but it was so, it was dark because it was evening. In fact, I think my mom was watching the Carol Burnett show, if I recall correctly. <laughs> um, so it's dark, but there's a lot still light, like in the hallway, a little bit illuminated from, you know, different lights, like in rooms that, you know. But I see a very, very tall man. But the thing was, I noticed that he was dressed very formally. And knowing that my family was going out to a dinner, I, that didn't even seem that odd to me. And I thought it was my grandfather. He would, I saw very, very tall, top hat, formal top hat, like an Abraham Lincoln hat. No details, no facial features, because it's just black, like a shadow. But and even a person kind of would have been a shadow at this point, because it's the end of a dark hallway. I remember a long, you know, like a cape kind of, you know, um, slacks, like pants. Like, you know, it was almost as if the person was wearing, like, had been dressed in a tuxedo for, like, something, you know, with the top hat and all that. But you can't see the details, just the outline of it. And I remember I turned to the left. I saw this this present. It was walking, you know, I saw it to the side. But it stopped when I stopped, turned to my direction. So now it's looking forward. And, I, you know, you only know this by the, the silhouette. And I turned back to the room and I said, Mommy, why is Grandfather George here? Because I thought he was supposed to be out to dinner. They left hours ago. And she's like, he's not here. I said, well, who's that? Now, my great-grandmother apparently had, she had a couple husbands throughout her time. And she had a husband that way before we were born. And I don't know who he was. I forget his name now. But he was a uh, fisherman or some, loved the sea. He was always on the sea and they called him the captain. I don't want to say what his first name was, but Captain, insert first name. And there was a room in the house that was always locked. It was called the captain's room. You couldn't go in it. And everybody would tell stories that the captain would, his spirit was in this, you know, estate. But the captain was like a, more of a beach bum kind of guy, you know, dressed in jeans, never had, you know, bare feet all the time. He was a, a like a Key Largo kind of, you know what I mean? When you think of like Key West, that kind, that kind of person. He wouldn't have been dressed like that. But like, I think my mom hearing that I'm seeing something down there, she didn't get up to look. She's like, oh, it's probably Captain Blunt. And it was just, you know what I mean? Something we brush off. And then the memory is so vivid. I mean, I remember, I even remember that my mom was, you know, in Florida, they have those big, you know, all south, those big palmetto bugs. And we don't like bugs. You know, we're from Pennsylvania, but this is a very open 
construction architecture out in the nature. So it's going to have bugs. And I remember my mom had this spray in there. She was going nuts. Every time she saw one, she'd be freaking out, wrapping presents. I mean, I remember everything. And I can still see this. This, I, it was not Captain, and it was not my grandfather. And why would my grandfather be in a big top hat and like this long coat and like just very formally dressed? I don't think they went out dressed like that. And I didn't really think anything of it at all until I heard that episode. I'm like, oh my god, that sounds like what I saw in Florida. And that you know, yeah, that was that. But like. It was just so odd that I'm listening to Lindsay's story of a story sparking her memory and it sparked my memory. Yeah, and that's how this kind of works, isn't it? I mean, people tend to forget about things or they they just stop thinking about it. So their their memory of it just kind of fades until somebody else brings up the topic and it's like, yeah. whoa. And well, I always remembered it, but I never associated it with like Hatman because I had never heard of Hatman. I've never heard I I I heard a slender man not too long ago because I I started calling my my boyfriend one of his friends is weird he's real skinny and when he walks he looks horizontal and I used I used to call him slender man but I knew it was like sort of you know some type of urban legend but I never heard a hat man never heard a hat man until maybe like um, a year or two ago when I would start to read the what's called the creepy catalog on Facebook and then I would hear here and then little stories about it but not too much I never really heard of it so I never associated that with the hat man. It, to me, it was just that weird memory of a something, a ghost in my grandparents' house. Yeah. I, I think the Slender Man is um, basically a tulpa. It's, it's, the, it's the manifestation of something that's been given a lot of attention to. And yeah. uh, I, I don't think... I think Slender Man was probably something that didn't really necessarily exist before it yeah. became this phenomena of people yeah. paying attention to it. And now it's appearing. And, and you have... You have the real life cases where like those two little girls that killed, I think it was their friend because they said Slender Man told them to. These are young yeah. little girls who did something horrific because this entity called Slender Man told them to do it. So it's something that's very real. But I think at one so time. It, so the idea is like it's a um, it's an entity that only really came about because of the a pre-existing legend. So it like sort of took on that persona based on like the inner, you know, am I making sense? Yeah. I don't really. uh, Okay. So like, well, it's like, it's kind of like, um, it all depends on how you view things. Right. I mean, I say it all the time on the show. If you, the way your worldview is, is going to shape your experiences. And Mm -hmm. I think that for me personally, the way I look at a topa is like, it's something that it's there. There's some kind of entity that, takes the form of something that's popular in in, in, in being talked about a lot mm-hmm, amongst people. Mm-hmm. So it's familiar. But that'll get it seen. That'll get it seen and that'll get the, right. the, it's out there. But yeah, okay, that makes... I understand that concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I never really heard of anything Slenderman before, but then all of a sudden now it's all the rage. Right. And you know? so... What about this rake thing? I don't want to know anything about it. It gives me the... It makes my skin crawl. You know, you did recently, because I was going to suggest to you, it's like, when are you going to talk about the rake? And then you did come out uh, with uh, an episode, right, about the rake. Yeah. But um, I, I think I don't think I paid attention very well to that one. Something, must have, something else must have been going on in my house at the time that I could really focus on it. But um, was it a listener story, though, that talked about it, like a listener experience? Okay. It was the live show that I did in Houston. I, rec- I put it up oh, as a okay. podcast. And it, the guy, he's in Dallas, and he saw two of these things in broad daylight with a friend as they were walking up a hill. And the rake is something that, you know, again, I, I have, I've had people just recently like commenting. 
Yeah, well, me neither. I've had people commenting recently on that picture or the video, I should say, that I put up on YouTube of the rake and stuff. And the one person said, come on, people, this isn't real. It was made in Hollywood. And I'm thinking, yes, but there's different layers and levels to life. And like, like I said, I mean maybe the rake is a tulpa of some kind where it's manifested yeah. itself because of the attention that this topic of rake has gotten. Uh, and so, yeah. but what, what it is, I don't know. It could be some kind of monster ter- extraterrestrial type entity, but whatever it is, uh, the videos that are online, there are um, real. Uh, yeah, I've seen some and I, and some of them I'm like, there's no way that this, this is real. Like this is not fake. Like some of, and that's why, that's that's the thing because it scares me that much because it really to me looks legitimate some of this footage, and it yeah it doesn't look nice. it you know what I mean and like isn't it all like the hat man tends to be something that comes to mostly like younger children am I understanding from yeah. what I'm like kind of yeah, most of the time it's, it's younger children and it's either an experience where it's whatever or it's a terrifying experience it's really yeah for me it was whatever. Other. Because I thought it was my grandfather because it was just really tall. And, you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't have been able to see him anyway if he was at the end of the hallway. So it really was a whatever at the time. Thank God. Yeah. Where Lindsay's was terrifying, right? She hit. She was scared, yeah. I recall, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. It was funny telling her mom that story. It just not maybe like a year or two or two ago, we told her mom that story. And she's like, really? Why didn't you tell me, honey? Like, she felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and my mom just kind of blew it up. My mom, I think, was a little... She, my mom kind of believed in that kind of stuff. She did. She, she was real, I, I think, a lot like my mom. And I think she probably really did think it was the captain. But she haven't gotten up and seen it. And you're te- you, you know, she's listening to the testimony of a three-year-old girl. So, you know, and I was very... Um, and I still am very... You know, I was very bold and, you know, the actress and the singing CCR all the time when I was five. So she just probably thought it was, you know, I'm just being Amy. And didn't think too much of it, but no, I know what I saw. I remember it like it was yesterday. Right. It just, it didn't scare me. It just was like, to me, it was odd. Cause I couldn't, I didn't understand why my grandfather was still home and why he was like creeping out in the hallways. Yeah. I can understand that. But, uh, I'll tell you what, Amy, I really appreciate coming on and sharing these experiences. <laughs> it's been a, a pleasure and, uh, I have a feeling. Yeah. I really, I'm really enjoying it. And I got to tell you that episode with Charlie, the, the, the soldier. Yeah. Wow. It still has me shaking. And I, I, I really, that was a great episode, and I'm so glad that he had called in and shared shared that with you. I just wanted to say that. And if he's listening, like, you know, good job. And I hope he's. I hope it's helped him. I really do. Yeah, I, I do too. And I, I keep in touch with him. Actually, I, him and I uh, have been texting back and forth this past week and stuff. And oh, uh, I just try to keep in touch with him because you know what he talked about on that show and stuff. I, I, he was concerned about you know what could happen after he talks about something like that and yeah, you know, issues and things like that. Yeah. Right. And so we, we, uh, we, we've been keeping yeah, in touch it took with a lot of guts. It took, I thought about that afterwards. I was like, that took a lot of guts for him to even do that. But like, and that to me said like, it really was weighing on him and he really had to get it off his chest. Yeah. And then thank God he had a, a venue to do that now. Well, that's, that's the, that's the goal with our shows. I mean, the way I created the show is I just wanted it to feel like the audience listening. I want them to feel like they're sitting at a table with me talking with somebody that had a crazy experience, you know, it's just, which is exactly how it is. And it is doing a really good job and, and, you know, keep it up. Well, I'll do my best. And, uh, <laughs> on that note, thanks for coming on. Okay. No problem. Tony, thank you for having me.
Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy, please go ahead and share it with your friends. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, email. I don't care how you share the show. Just share the show. And I'm going to try something a little bit different this week. You see, I came across an app. They'll ask you random questions, kind of like a would you rather kind of thing. And I thought it'd be fun to ask you guys a question of the week. So this week's question is, would you rather be buried alive or eaten alive? It's kind of a hard question for me to answer. I'd be interested to hear what you guys have to say. So hit us up on Twitter at T Confessionals. That's our Twitter handle at T Confessionals and use the hashtag TC question of the week. Let us know what would you rather have done to you, be buried alive or eaten alive? That's a hard question for me to answer and help me figure it out at T Confessionals on Twitter. And until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye.
Alright, so would I rather be eaten alive or buried alive? It's a really hard question to, you know, think about because one, I, I don't want to have either happen to me. I mean, uh, eaten alive, awful. Buried alive, awful. Um, you know, being eaten alive is something that I can vividly picture because I like to watch those videos online from like National Geographic or those Instagram um, those Instagram pages where people post like natural wildlife actions and so obviously part of that is animals hunting other animals and one that always sticks out in my mind when I think about an animal be being eaten alive is when I saw I think it was like a cheetah or something no it wasn't a cheetah maybe it was a hyena maybe uh, but it had taken down some kind of deer and the deer was like kind of just laying on the ground but like upright so like its upper body was kind of sitting up like almost like it was chilling in the grass but it wasn't chilling because there was this hyena or some kind of cat uh eating its insides and it was just like this animal was just going head first into this deer like you could you couldn't even see the head because it was like up in the rib cage just pulling stuff out and this animal was still alive and it was just kind of like sitting there blinking and knowing it's gonna die going through is probably in shock uh i don't know if it felt the pain anymore uh but it was just a very gruesome thing to watch and I think about that when I think about being eaten alive. The idea of being buried alive, I think the example isn't, you know, you're in a coffin being buried alive. I think it's like you're thrown in a six foot hole buried with dirt. You know, that's at least what I got from it. That's what I was thinking because it'd be much easier for me to say, yeah, I want to be buried alive in a box because then I'll just eventually run out of air and I'll quietly could die you know you just run when you run out of air i'm assuming it's like suffocation you kind of just go to sleep you know you just eventually just lose air you pass out and you, you die it sounds easy but the way i was thinking about this question is it's probably not that simple so what you're probably talking about is let's just say it's a 10 foot hole and you're thrown down in the hole and they start dumping dirt on top of you and so you got to actually like go through the process of suffocation, but also in that process, getting to the point of, you know, passing out, you have to breathe in that dirt and that's got to be painful. And the, the absolute panic of, of knowing you're going to die and slowly losing your air to breathe sounds terrifying. And so would I rather be eaten alive 
slowly and painfully, piece by piece, were buried alive, slowly taking breaths in, knowing that the next one could be my last, because there's just not enough air. And in the process of slowly breathing that air in, breathing in dirt, and feeling the pain, and knowing what is at the end of that pain is death. That's a hard question to answer. But if I had to choose one, I think I would choose being buried alive because the idea of being eaten alive and like looking down and seeing something, an animal or maybe some psychopath biting, you know, my hip and my legs and just pulling me apart piece by piece and me being conscious for that. Uh, I don't like that idea. And I'm assuming that this is all entailing of, you know, you can't defend yourself, you know, because the idea of being buried alive in a 10 foot hole, what are you going to do to defend yourself against that? There's not much you can do, but if you could defend yourself against the person or thing that was eating you alive, maybe I would choose that then because then there's a fighting chance, literally a fighting chance. I don't know. I don't know. But these are some of the random thoughts that you have when you just kind of venture out into no man's land when you're thinking by yourself during the day. I found it a very interesting question, but I think I think I would settle on being buried alive over being eaten alive. Yeah, I think so.